Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today it's Zine Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. It's my birthday. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to take take it easy this week, but 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 it's definitely uh, I wasn't able to get as much done as I wanted to ahead of time. So I've been working just as much. It feels like this week, and I'm trying to take it easy. But we'll see what I can do here about taking the rest of the week easy and having everything uploaded on time. So on Zine Thursday today, I'm going to take a look at a little zine called Crowns. It's the core rules. Uh, Crowns Kill Monsters, Raid Dungeons, Get Rich, and Try Not to Die by Ward Against Evil. Now, um, I'll try to upload this to the old YouTube so you can see the actual image. Uh, but uh, it's it's a pretty good cover. I, I like it. It's got a little a little skeleton feller who looks like he didn't quite make it through the through the dungeon on the cover. It's got this nice uh, black, white, and yellow kind of like a yellow accent on the front covers black and white throughout now what is crowns crowns is remarkably um remarkably well thought out pretty detailed role-playing game <laughs> a lot of times when i pick up one of these little games that's small in a zine it's, it's stripped down it's streamlined to be as as rules light as possible and this is not that there's got a lot of procedures and processes throughout the game the core rules, one of the things you're going to notice first off is the attributes themselves, there's only four, and they're not the six traditional ones you get from a D&D clone. You have coordination, which covers your agility, melee skill, riding, and balance. Senses, which covers reflexes, aim, accuracy, and empathy. Vitality, which is athleticism, endurance, and constitution, and willpower, which is courage, spell casting, and charisma. So those are the four attributes you have. The base of this game seems to focus a lot on saves when success or failure is uncertain and will cause consequences. Make a save based on an attribute as instructed by the GM. Roll a d20. If you get equal or under the attribute's value, you succeed. Otherwise, you fail. A 20 always fails. A 1 always succeeds. It's very, if you're familiar with the black hack, it's kind of like a, a black hack, but with a lot more written out procedures. Um, it goes over everything. And I'll say one thing about this game, Crowns. It doesn't have like any kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Defined setting really outside of what you can pick from like, like the little details and stuff like that. Doesn't seem to be a class-based game either. You're going to you're going to be focusing on save for most of what you're doing, and uh, and then it kind of breaks things down very bx in a lot of way with the procedures of dungeon crawl and uh, hex crawl, and that really kind of seems to be the the crux of this. It's a lot of randomness for the GM type jobs and stuff like that. So when you're starting up your character, you get your attributes and you're going to roll three d six. Then the lowest, you're going to drop and add the two dice together. So you're only getting a 2 to 12 spread for character attributes in this, as opposed to our traditional 3d6 that a lot of us may be used to. You add all your attributes together. If the total is less than 32, you may re-roll your lowest score 
once. So the lowest one you got, you can re-roll if you got less than 32 total between all your, your four attributes. Then you roll Born Under the Sign of. This is neat. It's, it's a D66 table and you get a sign. Uh, and I guess it kind of helps define you. Uh, you roll a, an 11, you get Archon, which is the leader. 53 is Oak, Steadfast. 45 is a tower, rebellious. So you get these signs, I guess like birth signs that kind of flesh out and explain what you are, or give you a little bit to work with on coming up with the character uh, themselves. The next table you're going to see is your physical details. And that's just like, like uh, athletic build, portly frame, narrow eyes, cropped hair, curly hair, patchwork clothes, things like that. When it comes to your starting gear, you get uh, torches and a weapon of your choice. And they also have the backgrounds. When you roll on the backgrounds, they have things that are emboldened to replace the torches. Like, let's say you get a librarian, which is three and four. Now, I think it goes by the crowns you have. So if you look at your resolve, you roll for you roll for your resolve, which is 1d6, and then you roll for your starting crowns because you're collecting crowns for gold coins. You roll 1d6. So the chart for the backgrounds correlates your resolve in your crown. So one, all the ones would have been a resolve of one and it has one through six in those. So if you have a resolve of one and a crowns of six, you're a burglar, you get lock picks and 20 extra crowns and so on and so forth. There's quite a few different backgrounds here. That's kind of what you were before you started adventuring from what I guess. We get into the inventory. Reminds me a lot of Mouse Ritter. It's a physical inventory. It looks like there's like six slots. They're like hands, a place for there's a little six little spots for matches, rations, and bedrolls. Now it uses a lot of these, like the rations and the bedrolls, throughout the different procedures that they present throughout the game. So those are things that this is very resource management focused, base type game. And it uses the resource management stuff I've been seeing in things like Black Hack or in Forbidden Lands. In other games where it's die-based resources, you roll as you use resources, you take them off the box, stuff like that. There's all kinds of stuff going on here to kind of manage it and whatnot. And your actual items is, is card-based. Physically, you're going to write things down on paper and put them on a slot instead of just writing them in there, which makes it easy. I, I do get the impression... They were looking at stuff like Mouse Ritter as well as Black Hack and a few other games and kind of pulling different things out of there. And it wasn't an attempt to go uh, streamlined, I don't feel, because there's just lots of procedures through here for, for everything. All kinds of stuff for grimoires and spells, casting spells. Um, when someone holding a grimoire in their hand speaks the grimoire's power word, it unleashes the spells inside, causing the magical effects. Now, spells. Before anything else, the player must decide the spell power and number up to the grimoires on marked dots for each point of power being used. The player rolls a d6. Now, it seems that anyone can use the spells or the grimoires, from what I'm understanding. I'll be 100% honest. I, I did one read-through in this, and it's very dense. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. I am definitely, before I would run this, I would definitely want a couple more read-throughs and maybe a highlighter. I might want to print out a copy just to highlight on. The way it's presented, though, is very akin to old school essentials in that 
you're not really flipping around from page to page too much. Everything is self-contained on a page for what it's related to. It doesn't go to the next page that I've noticed. And uh, it's very much more bullet point, concise information on the two paragraph sides. It keeps everything very well contained in there. There's a really cool little image in here, too, of someone walking over top of a trap door that hasn't gone off yet. And you can see the spikes beneath them. It's pretty, pretty nice little black and white image. It's fun to look at. And I feel that what they've done here is they've taken a lot of this deconstructing of D&D &D and old school games and other things like that. And they've started to build up a slightly more complex game out of it using a lot of these newer ideas and newer things that I've been exposed to in recent years and introducing some new, some new ideas as well. Um, and what they're doing is good. I, I honestly can see this thing becoming like, like I can see this being a player's guide and a GM's guide of sorts eventually if they keep on building on this because it's very, very well fleshed out. I think the best thing that and the thing I'm going to use this the most for is I might be just yanking procedures for different points. Uh, it's got all kinds of so the beginning has all your uh, your, of course, making your character and getting your character going stuff. Um, one thing that this adds that I don't see a lot in a lot of these zine games is it has a big old section on. Let me flip there real quick. A big old section on uh, feats. So you get feats in this game. You can buy the feats with your experience points, and they add different things to your abilities and classes, like bonuses to attack and whatnot. And bonuses. Now, the way the system works is you're rolling against your attributes. Even on the on the attack and combat, it seems to be that you're rolling on your own attributes, and then you can roll on your attribute to defend against an attack as well. So it's not like hit points and armor class type combat rolling 20s over each other from what i see here it is uh slightly different in that way so getting used to some of the combat might be difficult as i'm reading through this or maybe not difficult it, it's but it, it might be a change from what i'm used to and very much it's focused on procedurally driven like dungeon crawling and hex crawling as well as a big heavy focus on gold for XP. It's crowns and your XP is pretty much the gold you get. That's your XP. And that's what you spend to like also pick up uh, any feats or anything like that you would like. You can do it that way. Now, there's a there's also a cost. There's a, an, a phys, an actual gold piece cost to the list of feats that are there, which is interesting. And then it goes through and kind of explains for a few pages what the different feats do. You get into magic items. So everything has wear and tear on it. Even the magic item, they have dots. So after you hit so many dots, things start to break and you have to repair them. So that kind of adds to the resource management element of this game and making sure you're paying close attention to what it is you're bringing along, what you want, and taking care of your stuff. It's not going to necessarily be running around with your armor all the time. As the more it gets hit and used, then the more dots it takes, eventually it's going to break. They have different conditions like that and things along those lines. There's a brief uh, one-page table of 33 spells. You can roll on this table to get a random spell. Use the examples to create your own. It seems like they're pulling from some of the basic spells. Uh, it's got the grimoire appearance, what the grimoire looks like. Then it comes in. So it's a little bit like Knave or something like that. You got like a spell book per slot from what I understand. Shoot. The effect, uh, what it does. So the fireball, shoot fireball 300 feet. 
um, and it tells the damage, the source. So I'm assuming where the, the magic comes from or whatnot, a heart of a fire. Then the strong effects, miscast what happens, and recharge one dot, place on the heart of the fire for one day. So it gives you all that stuff. The magic system might take a little getting used to. I'm thinking I might be wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go over it again. A lot of it's very resource-driven, putting dots on things and keeping track of that. Uh, then it goes into building factions. It gives you a lot of dungeon master uh, suggestions. It gives you stuff for building up social encounters uh, and things like that. It's got a really nice monster table in here that I liked. Um, the um, monster reaction chart is a little bit different than the, than the ones I normally see. I would hope it would have been on the back cover, but it does not look like it's on the back cover itself. You get all it gives you just pretty much anything and everything you need to run a game. I can see this being a game that you could do a long campaign with. The one thing is it would be interesting doing a long campaign with the encumbrance that they have because you can't just stockpile stuff up. It's easier probably than actually calculate out encumbrance old school ways, but I really appreciate it. The back itself has a bunch of quick charts that you can check for while in play, ambushes and initiative. One of the things with the combat is they do the thing where you get multiple actions per turn, uh, kind of like how like Pathfinder and newer editions do. I'm a big fan of just having your attack, your one movement per turn and moving on because it speeds up combat. I might house rule that if I tried to run this. I don't know. <laughs> Overall, it's solid. The print is good. The art's fantastic. It's got some great little sketches in here. Uh, but there's not like bleeding cover to cover art because it's chock full of information and procedures on how to run game. And like I said, a lot of these are going to be easy. You can rip out some of these procedures and run them with all sorts of games. So that is by Ward Against Evil. It is Crowns. So I definitely suggest checking it out. I will make sure that I get a link to where you can at least pick up a digital copy or if I can find the physical copy, I'll put that in there as well in the show notes. I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoy what you've heard today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. We're on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.